prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. It's prom time. Prom time power show. Good evening. Welcome, everyone, to the live broadcast of the Primetime Power Show. We are live on Primetime Power Radio, the TuneIn Radio app, also streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com, as well as PrimetimePowerRadio.com. We offer radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. And we have arrived at show number 249 of the Primetime Power Show. And tonight's show is sponsored by Mayworks, working for your success for professional websites, computer assistance, small business support, and more. Check out Mayworks by going to their website at mayworks.com to get all the information relation to their services. Or you can give them a call if you're ready to be served, 484-466-5460. Once again, that's 484-466-5460. Also, you can find Mayworks on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm Derek May. I'm Paul Quickmore. Also, we'll be having Dr. Reverend Leroy Pennington. No Christina Williams tonight. But as we go on with show number 249 tonight, we're going to start the show off with our first segment, Uplift Today. And we're going to begin with our words of encouragement, which is meant to uplift your spirit. Our scripture reference focus for tonight is going to come out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 24. We're going to highlight verse 19 and 20. And in part two, I'm going to continue with Uplift Today with our small business tips. Tonight, we're going to talk about some tips in regards to outsourcing services that you need for your business. And coming up, what you need to know, we're going to talk about, does the anti-violence movement really work during these protests? Is it really working? We need some apprenticeship. It's working in Puerto Rico. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, with yeah. the governor, but we'll talk about we'll that talk a little about, bit, right? Yeah, well, maybe we need to have it working here. <laughs> well, it's not anti-violence, but it's anti-government, right? Yeah. Making sure they do the right thing, well, right? You know, yeah, because, you know, <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some apprenticeship programs. Maybe they need some apprenticeship programs with this violence piece going on, trades. So finally, in our last segment, The Place of Decision with Dr. Reverend Leroy Pennington, the spiritual topic tonight is titled Signs of the Time. So, hey, that's what's coming up on the Primetime Power Show, live on Primetime Power Radio. want to thank you for joining us and being a part of the live broadcast tonight do us a great favor tell your family members tell your friends if you're on social media just share our post let them know that the primetime power show is on live now on primetime power radio the way that you can listen is a number of ways the tune in radio app open up that app Look for Station Primetime Power Radio. Click the play button and you will hear the Primetime Power Show. Also, you can go to our websites, primetimepowershow.com as well as primetimepowerradio.com. Both websites are streaming the live broadcast as we speak right now. So what we're going to do at this time, we're going to take a quick break on the Primetime Power Show. But coming up next, first up, our first segment, Uplift Today, Words of Encouragement coming up live on the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. <laughs> Primetime Power Show Live. Primetime Power Show. Primetime Power Show, baby. 
Primetime Power Show. That's right. Radio that uplifts, inspires, encourages, and informs. It's the Primetime Power Show on Primetime Power Radio. Are you looking for technology support that can assist you with your web, computer, and business needs? MateWorks provides professional solutions that can help you with whatever need that you have. With a wealth of experience and technical know-how, rest assured that MateWorks can deliver on fulfilling your requirements. Learn more about MateWorks by going to their website at MateWorks.com. MateWorks is also available on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So give us a call today at 484-466-5460. Once again, that's 484-466-5460 if you would like to discuss service options or if you are ready to start today. MateWorks, working for your success since 2000. are now listening to the primetime power radio on the tune in app download it apple android windows tune in app primetime power radio the primetime power show is now available via podcast yes you heard that right we are on podcast meaning that now we're available on itunes google play music google podcast stitcher so if you've missed the show and you didn't catch us live or you just want to hear a show again subscribe to the podcast whatever platform you're on once again that can be itunes google play music google podcast stitcher and more and then every time we have a show available via podcast you will be able to see the latest greatest show that's available so once again the primetime powers show is now available on podcast subscribe today
Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show live on Primetime Power Radio. Thank you for being a part of the broadcast tonight. So we're going to start off with our first segment on Uplift Today. We're going to begin with our words of encouragement tonight. Tonight we're going to come out of the book of Proverbs chapter 24. We're going to highlight two verses tonight, verses 19 and 20. Once again, we're going to come out of the book of Proverbs chapter 24, verses 19, verses 19 and 20, excuse me. I'm going to read two versions of the word tonight, the New King James Version, as well as the New Living Translation. So we're going to start off with the New King James Version, according to Proverbs chapter 24, verse 19. It says, do not fret because of evildoers, nor be envious of the wicked. Verse 20 says, for there will be no prospect for the evil man. The lamp of the wicked will be put out. The New Living Translation says it like this, according to Proverbs 24, 19 and 20. Don't fret because of evildoers. Don't envy the wicked. Finally, in verse 20, it says, For evil people have no future. The light of the wicked will be snuffed out. 
So here we see in our words of encouragement tonight, we see when people, whether we're passing by them in our lives or even people that we may personally know at a more closest basis, we may see that they may not be living right. They're living ungodly. And those that are out there, they're just blatantly conducting themselves with bad intentions. Sometimes it seems like those are the type of people that are prospering, despite the way that they are living. And it always seems like they seem to be the ones that's getting the good things in life and all the things that life has to offer. And we're talking about from a worldly perspective. So when we see that, sometimes we can feel some kind of way. We may get a little jealous. We may wonder, like, what's up with that? Why are they prospering? Why are they getting favor? Why are, do they have these riches? Why are they they're not dealing with any struggle as far as the materialistic things? Sometimes in our mind, it may run and we may think about it and we may wonder, why is it so like that? But the fact of the matter is, when we see that, when we feel like people that seem to be doing bad things and they're prospering they're doing well we don't have to be concerned about those things we don't have to allow ourselves to get upset we don't have to develop any type of feelings of jealousy or envy towards them at all and we don't even have to wonder how they're getting those things because sometimes you know we'll go there right we'll wonder like wow how, how are they getting that type of car how, how did they uh, how, how were they able to live and go to that particular neighborhood how, how are they doing all of these things going out to you know fancy places to eat all the time we don't have to worry about all those things even though it may make us feel like that as we are living right, that, that we're struggling, that we're getting the opposite of those things. And, and we're trying our best to follow God's way and his word and his will. But we seem to be in the process of it, not reaching and getting to the places or obtaining the things that we may want or need. So we may be able to really personally relate to this tonight, to these scenarios as being living witnesses to that to, to that today because I think we all know some people from time to time where you know they may look like they're unworthy of the things that they have acquired and things that they have in their life because we know that their living is not um, the way that God has called us to be but it's actually contrary to it and we've seen some examples of them living in a way that is not godly but yet and still it seems like right here on earth they're being blessed they're they're being fulfilled as far as having things that they can acquire on earth that that will cause someone to feel good and be happy so while all of these things may appear that their life is living on easy street so to speak but here we have to reflect back and look at the word because it begins to tell us that this their present moment is going to eventually change that their future is not going to be one that's going to have hope. It's not going to keep going in an escalation. But the word says that eventually there's going to be a downhill effect that's going to be taking place. And all those things that they have right now, it's going to be eventually taken away. Because it tells us that wickedness has an ex expiration date. And the time that it's supposed to exist, it's going to come to an end. Because God has told us in his word time and time again that the righteousness will ultimately prevail in the end. So as we begin to dig into this even further, what I wanted to do tonight, I just wanted to share four points tonight that's going to be able to help us to keep our minds focused on living for God, despite what we see, despite what it looks like, how others are living, whether it looks like they're prospering, that they're getting all of this money, that they don't have any stress or worries when it comes to financials and not being caught up by the world, so to speak. So typically, staying focused, no matter what position you are, no matter what state you're in, even in your time of struggle, even in your time of difficulty, even when you shake your head sometimes and you really don't understand what's up, what's going on, even when it doesn't feel like it's fair, we still want to 
uh, talk about and understand and know the fact that regardless of what it appears like at the present moment, we have to make sure that our minds stay focused and it doesn't wander to other people and other things. But we got to focus on living for God and staying consistent with him and trusting in him throughout the entire process to know that eventually we're going to get our breakthroughs, that our time is going to come, but we have to be patient. But most importantly, we have to stay dedicated and loyal to the relationship with God. So the first thing I wanted to raise up is this. We have to understand is that it's a very important that you focus on your walk and you don't allow others to shift you in a different direction. So as believers, and we call ourselves Christians, right? We have to understand that we have a personal responsibility and we have to make sure that we fulfill it when it comes to our spiritual walk is very important because the reason why it's important, our mindsets have to stay focused on what we're supposed to be doing in regards to being obedient to what God tells us first and foremost, and also not only hearing it, but we are supposed to be doers of the mission or the task, whatever God has given us to carry out at the end of the day, right here on earth, as we are all living and breathing. So our attention is very important. Our focus is very important and we have to guard it because there's a lot of things in this world that will try to distract us. Um, there's a lot of things that we have to make sure that we avoid and that we will maneuver away from because we don't want to get caught up by the thing that's on our left or thing that's on our right or whatever's in front of us or behind us or whatever that will try to get a hold of us that will change our viewpoint and then now we're focusing on something that we're not supposed to. And we don't want to start chasing after things of this world as well. So we can't afford to be enamored by what someone else has and wasting time trying to figure out how they get that. How did they do that? You know how we do sometimes because especially when we're frustrated, especially when we're going through some struggle, that's, that's when it really begins to build. And that's when we begin to get vocal about our displeasures in life, right? So let's be uh, real about that. So God has blessings for each and every one of us. And we got to keep that in mind. I'm talking about specific things that's for each and every one of us, customized things. So God is going to reward those who follow him and who follows his word. So you don't have to worry about that. God isn't concerned about your material things in the first place anyway. So for all those things, we understand that we can't take them with us, right? When we pass away from this earth, all those things that we acquired throughout the lifetime, the many decades or however time span you want to count, we can't bring those things with us, right? But God says, here's what's more important tonight. God says, I need you to be more dedicated. I need you to be committed to the assignment that he has selected you to do. You know, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, it tells us of what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So Jesus tells us in this particular verse that instead of worrying about all these other things, and you know how they pop up sometimes, you must, and it's important to just be single-minded and making sure that mindedness that I'm referring to is having a mindset of being committed to God and making sure in that, that we're seeking his reign and we're doing it all through Christ himself because Christ has always supposed to be the primary focus. So we got to remember that. So Christ is that direction where we should be heading to in all things that we do. So we got to make sure that our spirit is that guiding force and, and not our flesh. And I talk about that from time to time because the flesh is powerful, y'all. The flesh can make you do all kinds of things, even things that you didn't think that you could do. The flesh, if it gets a hold of us, if we begin to follow the wicked, evil way, it can put us in places and things and compromise us greatly. So we got to remember to make sure our spirit is in the forefront. It's the lead. It's the guiding force because that's the thing at the end of the day that's going to allow us to stay on course throughout 
following God and, and sticking by him and, and, and not giving him up, not forsaking him, not leaving him because things happen to not be going right in a particular instance in our lives. So it's important to keep our spirit as the, as the leader, as the head, so to speak, because what that's going to do is going to help us to be able to maintain our balance. And in regards to our destination, it's going to keep us focused on the right path as we walk and as we live with Christ himself. So the second thing we need to consider is this. We may have to make sure that we're grateful for what God has given us in the first place. Sometimes we forget about that. And God does this because of his great love that he has for us. God does it for us because of his great grace as well, because of his mercy, because he has blessed us with all that we have. And sometimes, you know, we'll, we'll look at what we, what we don't have more than what we do have. God is meeting our needs. God has allowed us to, to live and to see, to breathe to experience so many things, to walk. You, I mean, countless things, if you just run down the list of the most basic, simple things that probably a lot of us take for granted. The point is, he meets our needs each and every day. Sometimes we can just lose sight of that, right? Of what he has supplied for us because we are so focused sometimes and we get so caught up on what we lack or looking at what others have acquired as well. And I know it's human nature. Let's keep it real out there. I know it's human nature to have wants and we all have those. You know, it's not about needs all the time. Let's let's be honest about it. Sometimes we just want some stuff, right? And it's not like we being greedy. Some people are greedy out there, but I'm talking about those who generally just want something. They desire something in a more natural form. That's what I'm referring to. But God says he promised to supply all of our needs according to what? Not man's riches, but his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's what Philippians 4.19 tells us, right? So he does it for us. Guess what? He meets our needs on a daily basis, whether we're appreciative of it or not. You, you ever realize that? There's a lot of people out there that don't even say, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. And don't even acknowledge what he has done each and every day. But he does it regardless of whether he gets any feedback from us or not in a positive manner, right? That's what God does because he's steady like that. He's consistent like that because he has a unchanging love and it doesn't, it doesn't fluctuate, you know, from, from Thursday to Friday to Friday to Saturday, so to speak. So what does that tell us? That means that no matter what God is committed to meet our needs at all times. So we got to remember how wonderful a God that we have in our lives because he's willing to constantly look out for us each and every day. And also he's the one that's going to deliver great things in our life. So we're going to have success in the, in meeting and getting the things that we need. So we need to make sure that we take a moment to acknowledge him. We need to say, you know what? I want to give you thanks. Render him the honor and respect that God deserves because he does so much for us. He does so many things, even when we're sleeping and we're not even aware in regards to our safety and protection and things of that nature. God is always on call, so to speak, to be able to answer anything that comes our way. So we shouldn't withhold the praise that we have in us that he should receive anytime we have an opportunity to extend it and to provide it and to extract it, to give it to him. We should do that. We should take the time out in our prayers. And if you're not praying, I want to recommend that you do because it's a very important aspect in the relationship between you and God. In that time, that's a great opportunity that we can let God know how grateful that we really are and that we know how much that he fulfills in our life, how much he meets our needs. And just to let him know that I know what you're doing for me, Lord. I appreciate it and I'm thankful for it. And I'm giving my thanks openly in prayer to what the father deserves. So the third point is this. God will deal with those that are evil. That's not our job. We don't have to worry about that. I know sometimes, you know, we may see the drug dealer. We may see 
the the one that's in all type of illegal activity. They seem the one that that's living the ball of life. You know, they rich, they're prosperous. You know, they got all this and they got all that. But God is going to deal with the evil. We we don't have to be the judge. We we see plenty of evil that exists in the world that we live in today, and we don't have to look very far. We can walk right around our neighborhoods, and we can see that it's present and it's active and it's live, right? So what we need to understand is that it, it exists. It's a real thing that wanders all around day and night. So in that, it paints a picture that appears and look like evil is winning out. Let's, let's be honest about that. It, it does seem like that sometimes, right? It seems like the evil things are winning out on earth and it's having a very dominant influence in society today. We see it everywhere, whether we see it outside our neighborhoods, we see it through social media and all different types of platforms and different ways that it presents itself, right? So there seems to be more men of evil than it is of good. I mean, if we really count it up, it seems like more people are foul than not nowadays. More who are just willing to live for the enemy, right? Instead of living for God, the one that will ultimately give us the victory at the end. And that victory of righteousness is secure because the word, the Bible says that it is. So although these particular times are saying one thing at the moment, and I know the story that is telling, those that believe and know who is in charge, they know to just be patient. They know to just trust in God. They know that they're on the right side of things, so to speak. So we got to know the one that we serve. And remember, just because things look chaotic doesn't mean that God has lost his power. We got to know that God still has all the power. He still has all the authority. And God has this great ability to be able to change anything in an instant, no matter what it is. You ever see how nature all of a sudden, it can be a sunny day, and then the next day, it can be this tremendous storm, and it quickly shifts and changes the entire region or the entire situation. So God has power like that. He can change things in a moment. So while presently, you know, it, it, it feels like and it has the appearance that evil is just having his way, right? But God still says that his word is true. God still says in his word that it's going to be a day that all that's going to stop. God, God said it's going to be a day I'm going to put all of those things to a screeching halt. And they're going to no longer be able to carry on. It's not going to last, y'all, because his word confirms that it's inevitable that the righteousness is going to rise up and going to reign and rule once again. So the forecast is what the word, a lot of the word is, right? It, it's a forecast. It, it tells us what's to be in the future, right? So it begins to tell us that the evil days are going to be extinct, that they're not going to be able to outlive righteousness it's just not going to happen so at one point it appears like it's mighty right now evil does look like it has a, a tremendously powerful influence on man nowadays but god says guess what no matter how big it is it's going to eventually get slayed and is eventually going to fall down so the word also assures us as well is that who really has the final say so so god said okay uh you know he's well aware that evil is doing this thing nowadays but god says even evil is going to have to obey the master and not only will it obey it, evil is going to run and flee as well so evil is going to eventually surrender to the righteousness and god said i got it i'm gonna take care of it don't worry about it god says he has it in his plans already he stated it in his word and he's saying that he's going to grab a firm hold of evil and eventually he's going to put it in its place so the fourth and final point is this righteous will ultimately win out at the end of the day so we can clearly see in the end that righteousness is going to win and that's been my whole thing what i'm talking about tonight so it's god's will for his ways to supersede everything else that exists.
And it also tells us the side that we better get on if we're not on it already. And the thing I love about God, unlike man, God knows that we're not perfect. God knows that we have flaws. God knows that we have failed. God knows that we come up short. And God also knows that we may come up short again and again in the future state as well. But you know what? God is always patient with us. He always provides a great window of opportunity for us to get ourselves together, to get to the place that he called us to be since the very beginning. So it's obvious for us, the benefits is to do what? Is to live for God and do it in a way and proceed in the way like we're supposed to in our lives. So sometimes for some of us, it may take us a while. We not be able to be the most obedient. We may not embrace all that God says in the beginning, but God says, make the effort, understand that his way is going to also be the way at the end of the day and that the way of and the influence of the earth, as far as from the evil perspective, it's not going to last. But God gives us an opportunity and God loves us and he wants us and he's telling us tonight that he is truly the one that has the authority, that has the position to be able to alter the present and the future. He's the only one that has that capability of doing that. So our decision and the way that we live, guess what? At the end of the day, that's going to determine the results that God has for our lives. So it's important that we understand a simple concept such as this. We have to know that we have to choose God because God is good and anything good is going to be able to overtake evil, which is Satan, the enemy. And we don't want to be aligned and affiliated with him because the thing about evil, it has failure written all over it. It will not be able to shake out his final verdict because God has already declared it ahead of time. And it's just a matter of what the word says and time catching up to what God has stated. If y'all understand what I'm saying out there. And while it tries to appear like it's a fun thing, because you know what evil does. It, it looks good. It sounds good. It's fun. It seems to be free. It seems like the cool and, and best way to just live this life. But what it does is it tricks us, right? It camouflages. It hides it from its eventual demise and its very tragic ending. And if you read scripture, it'll tell you what exactly is going to happen to evil down the line whenever God sees fit for it to um, be judged. So choosing righteousness, what that does as well, if you did not know that, don't you know that when you're choosing righteousness and when you're trying to live his way, doing the best you can, what that does, that pleases God. We don't want to miss out on that. We want to make sure that we're in line with the one that's going to be able to um, bless us and keep us to put us in the places where he called us to be. We're talking about the supreme one that is over all creation, the one that has created every single thing. So it's our responsibility tonight to be able to recognize and understand really what our ultimate life goal is. And that is to fulfill what God has asked of all of us. So it's important that we get on board and that we really live. And I'm talking about doing it for God's sake, not just simply for ourselves, because a lot of times we get so caught up in living for us and we don't understand that we still have a creator and the creator always puts in his creation a task, a mission, or objective that they're supposed to carry out. It's been a constant. Anything that has been created has a purpose, right? Just like God has created us, we have that as well. And we got to understand what our role is and what we're supposed to be doing. Because God didn't create us to be fools. God wants us to be wise. God didn't create us to be careless. And surely God didn't create us to live ungodly as well. So mankind's ultimate goal was to do what? To live holy. And to be obedient and to follow his word and to follow his way and to ultimately do his will. So as I wrap up those words of encouragement tonight in conclusion, I just want to encourage those out there tonight 
to really grab a hold of the guy. And I'm talking about for real. Be sincere and seeking his face. Be for real about really building a relationship, really establishing it, really taking heed of his word, really taking heed of his way, and beginning to allow that to just give God a chance, I'm saying tonight. Let, let it guide you. Let it, let it begin to shape you. I mean, some of us can look at where we are in, in, in the current state, and we, and we may not be pleased. We may not be happy with the results. And we done wasted 30, 40, 50, 60 years, whatever you want to count, and we, and we feel disappointed. And we feel discouraged because we're not where we thought we were supposed to be. But a lot of times, if we really take a, a deep dive and we take a look, and especially if we're comparing it to what God says in his word, we'll recognize that we went off course some time ago and we've been wandering and we've been lost the whole time. And that's the reason why we're not where we're supposed to be. And that's the reason why we have the feelings that we feel. But if we begin to let God guide us like he's supposed to. If we say, God, you know what? I tried it my way. Now you shape me. You mold me. You develop me into what you intended for me to be. And we don't allow evil anymore. And I'm talking about a lot of times it's the evil of men to be an influence in our life, to make us turn our back from God himself. When we don't fall for those tricks of the enemy anymore, and those tricks always have a way of distracting us from living the life that we're called to be live according to God. Now, when we say, you know what? I'm not going to let those influences, I'm not going to let those forces um, take advantage of me anymore. I'm going to walk on the righteous path now. I'm going to do what I was supposed to do a long time ago. And the thing I love about God, and I talked about this earlier, it's never too late. God is very patient. God still has had the door open for you to walk right back in. So it's not too late to return back to God. And one of the things I love about God, he's going to welcome you with open arms. He's not going to talk about you. He's not going to bring out old stuff. But God is going to deal with you in the present. And he's going to make sure that your future um, goals in regards to your destiny path is going to be different than it was before. And now you're going to be going in the right direction because God says you're no longer going to be in the wrong way. Once you allow me to really get a hold of you tonight. So the thing is, you know, if you're feeling like, okay, I done did all the stuff contrary to how God wanted me to do it. And I just want to get back. I just want to be to the place where God has called me. I want to begin the process. I understand it's not an overnight thing that's going to change instantaneously. But just like in anything in life, when you're trying to shift it, you got to take the first initial steps. And the thing about that, just like little babies, when they go from crawling to starting to walk in. God is waiting for us. God said, if you strayed away, you can still come my way. God said, I'm still here. I'm still easy to find. I'm everywhere. So you can talk to me anytime. You can seek me out at any time. I'm fully accessible. God is the most accessible being ever. So anytime you want to talk to him, anytime you want to get back to him, anytime that you need him, you can call on him. And you know, the thing about it is God wants you to come back. God wants you to have that fellowship. God wants you to have that relationship with him. And if you have found yourself out and then recognize that this is where I'm supposed to be going in God's direction and seeking out his will, God is always going to welcome you back into the family. God is always going to um, allow you to get yourself back on track. God is never going to forsake you. God is never going to leave you hanging. So rest assured and you can believe that he's committed and dedicated to you. And once again, his love is unconditional. So let us remember tonight that wickedness will be eliminated. That's also the point that I wanted to raise up. It's going to be eventually eliminated no matter how powerful it looks today. Righteousness is going to be the thing that has the everlasting power. And the only way you can obtain that is through God himself.
So that was our words of encouragement. I hope you've been blessed tonight. Once again, we came out of the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 19 and 20. I'm going to read the New Living Translation for plainness and clarity. Once again, it says, don't fret because of evildoers. So don't worry about it. Live your life. Follow God. Follow what he has told you to do. And then it says, don't envy the wicked. Because I know that's a challenge, especially when you're struggling, especially when you're disappointed, especially when you feel like, let's be honest, especially when you feel like someone doesn't even deserve all the good things that they got in their life. And, you know, sometimes we do judge people, even though we're not supposed to be the judge, but we're being honest tonight, right? But finally, in verse 20, it says, for evil people have no future. The light of the wicked will be snuffed out. So God is very blunt about what's going to eventually happen to those that live for evil, that are doing evil especially towards and against the righteousness. And then it also says that whatever light is shining and that is having an illuminating effect on earth right now, it's going to be put out and it's going to be put out for good. It's not going to be able to come back ever again. So that's our words of encouragement tonight. I hope you've been blessed in regards to that. And what we're going to talk about, I'm going to come back on the other side. As I mentioned, no Christina Williams tonight. So I'm going to share part two of our first segment on Uplift today, we're going to talk about some small business tips and we're going to talk about outsourcing. And a lot of times, you know, if you're a small business, you may not be able to have the capability to do everything that you need for your business. So sometimes it's important to look for those ways um, to accomplish more of your business goals. And obviously it's going to be a cost to it, but in some of those ways, you know, you don't have to do it for a lot of money, but it's important that you have a strategy, have a plan in regards to outsourcing. If you need people from the outside being able to help you with whatever uh, area of your business that you need assistance with, I'm going to talk about some tips that's going to be able to help the small business owner out there to be able to um, be successful in this process of outsourcing and getting what you need, but also not paying an arm and a leg and also making sure that you still have control of the process regardless of how much stuff that you give to someone else in regards to a vendor. So we're going to talk about those things on the Primetime Power Show. Right now, we're going to take a break, but we'll be right back on the other side. The Primetime Power Show has advertising opportunities for your business or organization. We offer radio audio commercials, image text, and audio advertising on our website and on our social media pages, live personality endorsements as well, much, much more. Learn more about our advertising options on our website at primetimepowershow.com slash advertise. Or you can email us a request for an advertising packet by sending it to advertise at primetimepowershow.com. Hey, be a part of the Primetime Power Show team and advertise with us. Let me hear you make some Holy Ghost crazy noise right now. Let me hear.
are listening right now live to the Primetime Power Show right here on PrimetimePowerShow.com. Keep it locked in. Primetime Power Show. And welcome back to the Primetime Power Show live on Primetime Power Radio. Thank you for joining us for show number 249. Check out the Primetime Power Show on the TuneIn Radio app station, Primetime Power Radio. Also, we're streaming on PrimetimePowerShow.com as well as PrimetimePowerRadio.com. What we're going to do, we're going to resume with our first segment, but in part two, I'm going to share some small business tips. Tonight, we're going to talk about outsourcing. It's one of those things that as entrepreneurs and small business persons, we're always looking for creative ways to try to accomplish more of our business goals. But, you know, sometimes we don't want to spend a lot of money or let's be realistic, we don't have a lot of money. So one of the strategies that we can develop that can help us save some time and money and even some frustration because sometimes we'll take on tasks that we're really not qualified for. We really don't have the capability to carry out and do. Um, sometimes it's important as we have a business, whether we're in the starting phase or we've already built our business and we have some form of establishment, is to understand that if we have some needs that we're not able to meet within our own teams or within our own business, it's important that we understand that there's outsourcing solutions available um, and we need to know that if there's work to be done and we need skill, someone to come in and take care of it, but do it in a cost-effective form, obviously. Sometimes we have to leverage what I call our external service providers and we have to tap into them and we have to understand that, especially if it's critical things that we need for our business, we need things done and you know i'm talking fundamental things sometimes um people will delay even creating a logo which is extremely important for your branding for your identity of your business and they'll delay that because they're not able to create a logo themselves and they'll wait and wait and wait and then they'll start the business and they don't have any form of branding anything that will provide a symbol of who you are and what you do and they won't simply reach out when they know there's a need for it to be completed and the only way it's going to get accomplished is doing it from an outsource method, going to someone else that has that ability to be able to produce the thing that you need. So it's important to identify what your needs are and to quickly, and you should do this in the early stages, to be honest. But if you are on the fly and you recognize there's an area where you're weak in and, uh, and that you're not going to be able to meet, it's important to know that there is outsourcing uh, companies and individuals, contractors at many different uh, service levels that you can tap in and take advantage of. But before you do all of those things, before you say, hey, you know what? I identify what the need or needs, because sometimes you have more than one need. Sometimes you may need a developer. You may need a programmer. You may need a web designer. You may need a graphic designer. You may need someone that specializes in social media or marketing. Whatever area that you need, before you go out to outsource, the number one thing you want to do first is you got to make sure that you clearly define what the scope and schedule is of the particular project that you need assistance with. And I know this might seem like a very obvious thing, but any successful outsourced project or whatever thing that you need done, it always starts with a clear statement of what you are hoping to accomplish, what you need to be done. So it's important that you define your project requirements up front. So you don't want to 
reach out to someone and say, hey, and this happens, um, uh, you know, the business I work in, May Works, is technology. And a lot of times people say generically, I want this, I want that. And then once we start the negotiations or even when we go past that and we confirm things and we actually begin to start doing business, then later on they come back and say, oh, I meant this or I meant that or I wanted this, I wanted that. So it's important to know that is 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 critical that you have the requirements already available up front. And also as you're talking with the individual that you reached out to to provide a service back to you, um, to understand their feedback, if they recommend some things, do your homework, do your research, understand uh, what you are asking them and make sure that you're both on the same page. Because one of the most important things as far as deliverables, you want to make sure that whatever you're telling them, whatever you want to be done, you want it to be as accurate as possible. So you want to offer complete information that you can present so that the proposals you receive are realistic and that you're being quoted properly and you're being given a reasonable price as well. So it's important to be very specific because sometimes you have to look at it from the other side as well. And I know sometimes from our side as entrepreneurs, as business people, we just want the best deal and we want to get it the, at the cheapest rate that we can find. But we also got to understand that it costs to do specific things. And we got to understand what the values are of those different things. So that's why it's important that you be specific about um, what you want so you can be quoted properly, be specific about the deliverables that you expect the vendor to provide back to you, and also give the vendors, contractors, whatever you want to call them, as much information as you can about what you need delivered and the way in which you need the work done. And that's important as well. So you got to be clear. You got to be realistic. Also, the schedule is very important as far as the schedule requirements. A lot of people don't do this. Not only should you be specific about exactly what you need, and how you want to deliver, but you also need to let them know how soon you need it. And then sometimes they can meet the need, and then sometimes they can uh, bring some truth to it and says, that is impossible, basically. That is not how I'm going to be able, I'm not going to be able to meet that time frame. So you got to understand and know that, hey, okay, if I need something, let me not wait till the last minute. Because a lot of times, sometimes that's what we do. Um, we, re we already knew what the need was. And that's an indictment on ourselves sometimes. We just got to be honest. We knew what it was prior to the time that we needed. But sometimes we'll lapse. Sometimes we'll delay. And we don't, um, you know, we don't, we're not proactive. We don't take initiative. And we don't respond like we're supposed to. So also in all of that, make sure you have a schedule, expectation. Okay. I hear, here's what I need you to do. In a week, I would like to see a demo, a beta, or a preview, whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, maybe by the next week or two, depending on what it is, I would like it to be completed, that final version. So it's important to project your schedules because they can have an impact on the cost. Because especially with revisions and things like that, it could be additional costs. You know, some people think that with certain things, okay, if, if, if I committed to something that I'm going to work with somebody and I'm going to pay them, um, you got to be realistic in regards to how many revisions, how, many, how much time it's going to take. Because remember, on the other side, whoever you're reaching out to for your outs outsourcing service, they're running the business as well. So you got to always keep that in mind. So the second thing is that, um, you, you know, sometimes it's good to evaluate a service provider that you like to hire as a full-time employee. And if you have a need in your business and you have no one that can fill it, you know, sometimes it's important to not evaluate um, the service provider just for the one thing that you want to do, 
But you probably want to ask questions in regards to being able to hire them on a full-time basis or get some type of service agreement that you can have with a particular uh, vendor. And you always want to make sure that they have some type of experience to be able to meet all the needs that you need them for. So it's important to check their references to see what type of feedback that they got from other clients that have used their services in the past. Make sure you engage in some personal dialogue as well. If you have any concerns about a, a vendor's specific capabilities, voice your concern. If, if, if they're talking to you about a need that you need and they're not saying the things that you need to hear, ask direct questions and then you'll find your answer. And then a lot of times you will save yourself some time and making a decision whether or not you want to pursue um, going with them or not to fulfill what you need in regards to your business. So don't just, you know, waste time about it, you know, and hope for the best when your gut is telling you, ah, maybe, maybe they can't meet what I need. So another thing is um, make sure that you're looking for a specific experience fit, and that's very important. So ideally, that service provider that you select, make sure they got this experience that you're looking for on the type of project that you're undertaking. You don't want to be somebody who's getting paid. Now, I know sometimes we wind up being that, but if we can control that aspect as much as possible, we don't want to be the guinea pig, you know, because it's very crucial when outsourcing, especially things from, a, I'm talking about from a complex technical standpoint, such as like, let's say software development, apps, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, you want to make sure you find someone that, that knows how to develop on an iPhone and an Android because you want your, let's say in the, in the example of a mobile app, you want your app on many platforms as possible. So you want to make sure you find someone that has experience in that, that can produce some type of um, previous work that they've already accomplished and completed that particular project on a specific platform. Um, and you want to also make sure not only has they done it, you want to make sure that the sat the customer was satisfied as well on their end. So all this type of things you want to make sure you do your due diligence on because it, it holds true to not just that example that I gave, but many other types of projects as well. So if you need a business plan, you know, for opening whatever type of store that you have, you know, the best results is the consultant that you hire, right? If you're not an expert, if you need some assistance, make sure they have some verifiable experience in that particular industry that you want to focus on. So that's important. Make sure that you get a very good experience fit. The, the next thing is um, don't choose a vendor based solely on price, meaning that, you know, they're, ch they're super cheap and you just want to go with them because they're cheap. And I know that's a very tempting thing, especially when you don't have much of a budget, but you should never select the vendor based solely on the price. Experienced buyers who have outsourced many different projects, you know, they usually evaluate a lot of proposals and they discard a lot of the higher price ones because they feel like, you know, the vendor is trying to fleece them and they'll always go with the lowest price bid because they think they're getting value. They're getting more bang for the buck, so to speak. But you got to make sure that you understand that at the end of the day, you need whatever you got done, get, want to get done as far as your project. You want it to have success. You want it to be completed. So you want to make sure that while it's important to shop around and you shouldn't just go with the first vendor or first you know service business that you see, but you want to make sure that you have a wide variety so you can have some balance. So you'll get the good value. You'll get the quality result at the same time. So you want to make sure. And also uh, another, the next thing is make sure that, you know, whoever you come in contact with to help you with whatever you're trying to accomplish, make sure you ask for some type of portfolio, some type of sample of their previous work. 
And those vendors, as I mentioned, they should have experience. Now, if you take the leap and, you know, you go with somebody new, that's fine as well. But I would recommend probably giving them something small that's not going to have a significant impact on your business. But make sure in regards to uh, reviewing portfolios and samples, and a lot of times they have them available on their websites, you know, ask for the website, ask for their social media, anywhere that they have examples on. You want to make sure that whatever previous work that you're looking over, it meets your expectation from a quality standpoint, from a style standpoint, whatever you're looking for. It's important to evaluate their portfolio, what their references are, what their previous experiences is, what they're capable of doing. All those things have to be considered. And also at times you can even ask them to provide you a sample, you know, like a quick mock-up, something basic, um, a work plan. So you'll know, okay, I can get a feel for what they can do for me personally as well. So a, a service provider who really wants to get your business they're, they're going to be able to say, you know what, okay, give me a few days. I can, I can give you a rough draft, so to speak, so you can better understand how we're going to solve your issue or what we're going to do for you. So it's important. So the next thing is you got to make sure that you're starting small. So when engaging with a service provider for the first time, just as I mentioned already, you got to make sure it's a small thing. You know, it's like a testing so, so to speak, give them some, something simple in the scope, something that is doable, something that where you don't have to be overly concerned that when you get it back, it's going to be a mess or it's going to break something. So that will kind of give you a good feel. That'll give you a better idea of the provider's uh, capability, how they approach the um, project as far as from start to finish. So you'll be able to see and know whether or not you can trust them or not. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to pause right there. I'm going to take a break on the Primetime Power Show. That's going to do it for um, Uplift today. We got a few more that I'm going to go, so I'm going to try to squeeze it in next week, um, even though we should have the full team next week. But I'll try to squeeze it in and conclude that. So we're going to stop right there. But, hey, coming up next is what you need to know with Paul Earthquake Moore. We got an interesting question we're going to throw out there. I believe the Primetime Power Line is going to be available tonight. 610-574-0513. You can call right now. I know you haven't heard the question he's going to ask yet, but if you want to be the first one on the primetime power line, feel free to jump on. I'm going to take a break on the other side. The next voice you'll hear is Paul Earthquake Moore segment, What You Need to Know on the Primetime Power Show, live on Primetime Power Radio. Listen, for those of you that are going... The Primetime Power Show is an online radio show that is broadcast weekly on primetimepowershow.com and posted on other online media outlets such as Mixcloud. The views and opinions expressed by the different show guests and hosts that we broadcast are not necessarily views or opinions of the Primetime Power Show. We are an internet-only radio show. Therefore, we are not governed by the FCC or any other agency that we are able to play music and discuss topics of our choosing. We will respect and execute our programming accordingly and be mindful of others as our purpose is to uplift, inspire, encourage, and inform. Please contact the Primetime Power Show via email at feedback at primetimepowershow.com with any questions that you may have. Visit primetimepowershow.com for information about our show. Thank you. Listen, for those of you that are going through, for those of us that are waiting on His promise, understand God has not forgotten you. When times get tough, you got to look up to heaven and encourage yourself and say, Just believe. Just believe. 
Welcome to What You Need to Know. I'm going to talk about a very important issue. I was just reading something on Facebook about the uh, community, Liberian community, African community, Caribbean community, about they're having a prayer game and peace march, and, and that's actually going to happen tomorrow. I've been, I've been looking at that, right? And I'm kind of curious. We do all these rallies, and we do all these protests. Stop the violence. The violence must stop here. Well, when does it stop? When are we going to offer these young men and women some apprenticeship programs. I'm talking like uh, like the electrical union. Like, for instance, uh, John Doherty. You know, he has programs. You know, people want to put millions out there, but they don't want to teach these kids no trades. Now, a lot of us, uh, we got to admit today that a lot of people are computer savvy. You got the computer experts. You know, they can make millions off the computer. Well, I ain't one of them. I, you can forget me because, you know, do I know about plumbing? No, but I know how to fix a little car if, if it break down. We'll uh, be mechanic. But you got to teach those youngsters a little trade. Auto mechanic. Bricklayer, contractor work, carpentry, electrician, and plumbing. They are the key essential things that makes people get fast money. If you tell a young man, I need you to fix my toilet, he says, yes, ma'am, I'm not doing it. Well, all the money, you might say, well, all I got is $30, you can have this. Bam, you got $30 in, what, 20 minutes? You know, instead of working eight hours a day. Or uh, uh, somebody says, I need an electrician in my house, and you, you went to school for that. What do you know how to do? Well, good, ma'am, I can fix it. Well, guess what? You just made $300 for about an hour and a half worth of work. So you're learning a trade. You're learning a skill, you know. 
my car is broke. Now, Reverend Mayor, you know for a fact that you took your car, get some repairs done to it, and now you know little things about it, but when yeah, it comes to the major it. thing, the auto mechanic want to uh, charge you up. Yeah, that's what made me start trying to learn how to do things on my own. I, I'm and, telling and you. some own skills. They want to charge you up. Uh, why need, you need a, a radiator? You need Maybe you put some stop leaking. That's so exactly they get, what I need at so one they, time. Yeah. They're going to give you a chance to uh, do the stop leak. They'll give you a chance to try to it never works, analyze way, yourself. They know it, it don't never, work. They know stop, you, stop leak never works. Yeah, you Save know, your money. Yeah, that's it. Because then they know they know you're going to come back. You know? yep. and, you, and they know for a fact, doing what you're going to come back. So, oh, sir, well, listen, I priced, I did price the radiator for you, and it came to $310. <laughs> so you you really priced this radiator six months before I got here. Uh, but I'm just saying that you have, you know, you put the guns down, and I understand that, you know, no more drugs, so, no more so, pain. So, so you're saying that a lot of these rallies would be unnecessary if there was more programs and some training opportunities available for yes. our young people. I, yes. And even, we, we talked about not too long ago, even the recreation piece, just mm -hmm. um, having outlets. Right. And opportunities. And you know, it's, it's a shame um, that, why, why do you think it's a lack of those things? Because you would think that the, the smart people in, in the higher offices, they will understand that if you put these programs in, you're, mm -hmm. you're developing and you're growing individuals and then less likely they will be, um, you know, um, evildoers in society. Why, why do you think that um, there's not funding for that? Is it because it's not a profitable thing? Uh, maybe, or? They, maybe they're not pushing it. But I did talk yeah. to uh, State Representative Joy McClinton last week. I called on the phone. I tried to call Ms. Marie Donatucci, State Rep, my girl. And, and uh, I tried, you know, and I talked to Joy McClinton about it. I said, you need to introduce some legislation as far as Apprenticeship programs, the city of Philadelphia needs to introduce some more programs. You know, now for the order for the cops to do their job to stop the violence, you offer this guy a nice paying job, apprenticeship, open some of these schools up, open the auto mechanic. You know, you got people got out of pocket with the prices, you want to learn how to fix your car, yeah, you know thirty thousand dollars. I always wish that even in our own community, somehow that you know, individuals, and you know, I know it has to be some type of quiet criteria and some qualifiers i get that but even like the cleanup you know restoration of buildings and properties you know it seemed like jobs can be created if there was any type of funding for those opportunities and then at the same time it transforms our neighborhoods that you know as well well i, I had you know what i had to give the mayor uh, jim kenny some credit because he'd be trying to create jobs for individuals you know like for instance uh we we need some people to uh we need some uh swimming referees we need somebody to Keep our pools clean, so the city do hire, and they do hire, they do hire people, and they do hire ex offenders. You know, the, the city do do that. But I'm, uh, you know, I think of here for these billionaire companies such as the electrical union, the carpentry union. You know, it's not many too many people of color in positions in those positions. You know, you hear about Doherty, the FBI, and all this other stuff. Blah blah blah. You hear about this person getting indicted. Blah blah blah. But you don't hear the good things that they do, like in, in creating an apprenticeship program. You know, I mean. If somebody tell me you're going to make $15 an hour uh, just for um, washing cars, I'm there, you know. Remember when you used to be a shoeshine boy, did you, you made some serious money as a shoeshine boy. Yeah, you know? yeah, you know, especially if you was able to get into a barbershop. You know what I mean, to barbershop. Or you yeah. had your own little stand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what Pe they People, and you know what's funny about that particular thing? Mm -hmm. Most of us will look at it like, look at him shining shoes, cleaning mm -hmm. other people's shoes. And he coming home with a knot in his pocket. A knot. Every night. Cash money. Dollar, dollar bill, y'all. <laughs> uh, and he's right, cash money, because see, a person... You but know, you know what? I think that's one of the problems. I think the, a lot of the things that you're referring to mm -hmm. are just jobs people don't find attractive. I wonder because why. Because it doesn't have any flash and flair to it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So it don't have that glamour effect to it. 
but they don't understand. Like you said, first of all, a lot of those um, trades that you that you refer to, mm-hmm. they're stable. Right. They're always in demand. Always. You ain't got to worry about being unemployed mm-hmm. because the need is always there. And that's mm-hmm. the thing I think sometimes people don't see. And also, I hate to say this, but I think the work ethic of some young people is very poor in the first place. You, like, they just want the money handed to them. They don't want oh, to yeah, do yeah, anything. Yeah, yeah. You know, the concept of earning your way, I think it got it got a little lost. What you think? It, it got lost completely. The simple yeah. fact is, first of all, a young man should not be trying to charge his mother money for... Fixing his, fixing his own zinc. Yeah, it's always you a know, hustle now. Like everything know. is a hustle. Like, man, I need thirty dollars to yeah. get this to fix this fix. Come on, right. your mother shouldn't have to pay you to cut the to cut the grass. Your father and you live there. You. Your grandma should have. You know. Yeah, and you and they and live you, there. And they live there. And then you know. Yeah. Now what happens is what happens is that these young men come dependent on selling drugs out there, doing their thing. So they give their mother the money. That's why they tell their mother what to do, basically, because they give them the money. Cut so, them yeah, out. so yeah. basically the roles get reversed and Instantly. they're basically taking care of their mother from a financial perspective. So now they, they're the head of house. <laughs> oh, so yeah, basically, speak, right? and you're right, because yeah. they, they, I did this, I did that. You, you know, yeah. you want to be the basic part, want to be head of household. Right. You know, and again, when we was coming up, you you learned to trade. You you learned how to work. You learned how to do this. You learned how to do that. Right. You ask the guy right now, how do I fix my battery? You ask the young kid that. Well, let me Google it. <laughs> let me you know, yeah YouTube uh, YouTube. Uh, YouTube Google it. You you know uh, well how do I change this tire? How much this tire cost? They figured they clocking some money. It gonna be easier to do. Right. Uh, my co-host just walked in, Doctor Revolution Pendleton. I'm gonna chime in on him a minute because I feel so he might have some enlightening information. How much money did he? Well, he got. He's Superman. He got another one called. <laughs> he got a theme song. <laughs> he, got, he got Superman. Uh, but um, well, give give him a minute. Quick. I'll let you a minute because you know I thought he was a superhero when he came in. You know, <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's, that's, that's that was great. Nice, I gotta I gotta think about that. They, uh, one, my father's day card they gave. Me. Oh, okay. Nice, oh, nice, nice. Downloaded. Well, it's a it's a very great theme. Well, why you why you why you, why you charming with your phone and thinking about Father's Day? Happy Father's Day, by the way. Uh, little, how do you little, think little, about little, little late? But how, do you, how do you think about these young kids? Now we are talking about violence. You know the anti drug violence, the, the marches, the prayer visuals. I'm, my belief is that they need they need some apprenticeship programs for these young adults. Now, not knocking the computer age, but your basic skills. They don't know how to fix a flat, plumbing. Electrician, carpentry, even change. I mean, put a window in. Or, or matter of fact, they don't even have to sweep the front of their house no more. They got they got blowers now. I got the blow. I'm blow the blower sucks it up now. What do you think about that? Well, we're in the age of comfort, and mm-hmm. sort of the space age. Some of that stuff comes with the space age. But I will say that at least in our schools, there is the absence of of those type of skills. Mm-hmm. Coming up in the formative years, we had wood shop. Yes. We had auto mechanics. We had mechanical drawing. We had uh, home ec. I mean, we had we had all these skilled type classes where mm-hmm. you can at least leave high school having gravitated. I mean, we had metal shop and wood shop, and I mean, I was in all of those. And mm-hmm. the, you know, but the the skills that that we sort of needed then, we we're not fostering our kids to learn those things right. today. So there's there's something kind of missing, mm-hmm. and then even in the home. There was a day when when chores meant something. <laughs> there, there's the absence of chores, so the kids are not really getting the structure of of the things that's helping to put a work yes. ethic in them. So, Pastor Penn, you know, um, how do you feel about the drive of 
the young person nowadays? Do you feel like it has kind of disappeared to a degree, like the motivation factor to to want to be somebody, to want to kind of mold themselves? I, I I I do believe that that drive is is no longer there. Yeah. Why is that? You know, I I, I don't know. I, only thing I can say is that two different reasons seem like. It always has to start in the home because my parents used yeah, to say to us, yep, "That's the kickstart. You're coming up near mm-hmm. 18. Yes, you got to you got to yeah. do something. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can't lay around. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look, get a full time job, but 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 they, you kind of knew that you had to do something. Either you go to school, go to a trade school, you go yeah, in the military. Yeah. You had to do something. Kids today are not being pushed. I don't think." hard enough mm-hmm. and, and i don't think they're often seeing it modeled in the home mm-hmm. now i'm going to say this only not out of disrespect but if if dad didn't work consistently and mom was on public assistance all her mm-hmm. all the children's lives that's all they saw okay and all they see is what's around them you see the head the ghetto that we all grew up in. you don't get to see any progression and the kid has nothing to look forward to but to run away with somebody Wow. But I think if you teach kids the importance of, like I, what I did with my kids, I always took them on vacation, mm-hmm. took them somewhere, let them see something different. different. And they often, it, it, it awakens something in them. Yeah. Man, I want to go to Florida. I want to move to Florida when yeah. I grow yeah, up. You know a, what I'm saying? It's a process, right? Or they come through 17th mm-hmm. and Jefferson and they see what yeah, the hood yeah, really yeah. is and mm-hmm. they say, man, I don't, wanna, I don't yeah. want that dad, you mm-hmm. know? His, and, and you awaken something in them. Now here's yeah. the part to get me. When I had the youth group, I used to take them up in the Northeast. Remember we went to a radio station and all that stuff? Yeah. And the, and the kid says, Mr. Moore, how come our neighborhoods don't look like this one up here? I'm like, it's the mindset of how we living down back down there. Yeah. You know, you go up in the Northeast, it's a whole new world up there. Yeah. You know, and you figure, wow. And this is why they said, when they said, well, we don't want the undesirables living up here. But this is what they're saying is we don't want the Mexicans, blacks, whoever, moving up way up here in Northeast Red Line Road. You know, if you go, if you come up here with that ghetto attitude, that boogie talk, we don't want you up here. You know, but still, yet they come down in the hood, do their thing, then they go back up. Yeah. Um, well, my my thing is that I, I just think that some of these big corporations out here need to put some money forth and, and start bringing back and start mentoring these kids, talking about programs that's going to make them some money to, to start their own. If they want to start their own business, you want to start but their I think, own I think business? the media hurts it too, because when you look at shows like BET. Mm-hmm. All you see is Rappers. rapping. You know, everybody want to be a rapper. Everybody want to be around a pool with a bunch of girls partying. You mm-hmm. know, everybody wants the fast life. You know, everybody wants to be an NFL star, which at least they have a goal. Right. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and nobody, nobody wants to make money the, the hard way by getting a skill. And nobody tells them what the, what the right. percentages no are. Kinds, you know? Right. You know, the exactly. statistical facts. Right. You, know? And you know what? I like that teacher. Remember, uh, what was it? Free Mr. Clark. He was a good teacher. What was that? New, new, what movie was that one? Eastside High? Lean on Me. Lean on Me. Morgan Freeman. And yes. Morgan Freeman. And that movie, it yeah, touched I me. I like, they didn't need teachers like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're going to take a pause for a call. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Lean on Me. Standing, they 
Listening to Primetime Power Radio featuring talk, inspirational music, and the Primetime Power Show.
Hey, welcome back to the Primetime Power Show, which you need to know, 610-574-0513, 610-574-0513. Give us a call. We're talking about violence prevention, and we're talking about things to help uh, sway the violence in all these protests that we do. It's a protest every week. Somebody getting shot, they're having a protest. Somebody getting shot tomorrow, they're having a protest. What's really coming of it? I mean, you, and then they're having prayer visual, we, we, you know. And we pray to our Lord and Savior constantly, consistently. But it's, just, it's the same every day. Now, as we, as we're going to ask speaking right now, I, I believe in my heart for the night's out, four people are going to get shot somewhere, you know, or somebody going to get shot, you know. And, and it's become a battlefield, good versus evil. That's what it seems like right now. It's like, what is this coming to? So, again, I, I believe that apprenticeship programs, uh, a school, a school these young men, let's get them back out to work. And, you know, let, let, them, let them earn that money instead of going to the computer I mean, if you're a computer, computer guy and you, you're bad at it and you make money at it, I'm proud of it. But if you ain't got that kind of skill for the computer and you got skills, you want to be good with your hands, well, use them. But be productive with them, you know. I mean, you can snatch somebody's pocketbook real quick. You can hold a gun real quick. Uh, I mean, come on. You can rob somebody's house. You can pick a lock. You can do it. If you can do all that, then you do something positive by learning a trade or something like that, you know. And don't be scared to ask somebody, uh, well, can I watch you do that, sir? Can I help? Can I watch you do the contract work? You'd be surprised. He might take you under the wing and say, "Yo, you can watch me. You want to learn? Come on and get a little something under it." But that and that, and that is the problem. Um, learning the skill to do what we got to do, um, and uh, it's a lot of guys. It's a lot of young men. Do you feel like those opportunities still exist? As far as um, that example that you gave, because I I do remember there was a time that if someone was working, particularly you know a labor job, mm-hmm. they would take their son or they'd take their friends with yes. them, and they'll and you know they'll they'll put them to work and give them a couple dollars. I don't really see that as often anymore. Do you, do you see that around like 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 we used to? Well, you know some some of the grandfathers say that's my grandson. He with me today. Yeah. I I say I have a hundred, maybe about six. <laughs> to be honest But you know it, it's, it's, that, it's that thing To try to get These young men Involved But see Now Here's the deal I, have to, I can't take it From Italians Italians always Teaching their kids Contractor work Them Italians In South Philly Pass it on down mm-hmm. Look Vito gonna do Contractor work uh, Zazuki gonna do his They got the They out there I see them with the Contractors I see them out there So they keep it Within the They keep it Within the family So that business Still striving Ray Leuzzi A friend of mine his son's doing it now, so they yeah. teach the trade. But we as Afro-American men, we worry about what we're going to do, self-destruction. Okay, we'll go for some government funding. You know, Maybe they can help give us $20 million to help stop the violence. So we know, we know it's genocide, we, and we do know that the African community suffered a whole lot. But give them something to come out of that suffering. Give their children something to look forward to. Say, Mom, listen, I, I built this house just for you. It seems like quick. There's a there's a breakdown somewhere in 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 the within the whole black community in our structure mm-hmm. because kind of what you just said. You look you look in the in the Oriental population, the store the after store uh-huh. after store. I mean, where I live at is 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 is, is you know you, you look in the Italian community. Even their neighborhoods are tight. They look nice. The houses are kept up. But soon as you drive to the black neighborhood, see a lot of stores like it's the, the dilapidation. Well, I'm just saying you see dilapidation. Our, we won't even cut our grass. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like there's something wrong with with our mentality. And it's a shame that the city have to force you to cut your grass. The city have to say, do this, do that. And they're making money too. But, you know, if you don't enforce it, you know, I'm a clean block representative. I always say a clean block is a safe block. Mm-hmm. You know, because if you have a clean block, people look down that block, wow, I want to live on that block. I, wow, I want to live on that block. That's, that's a nice block. The perception, they see the perception. But they go down and they see 
cans all over the ground, uh, cigarette wrappings and joint papers. And I, like, I was uh, driving home one night, and it was a car in front of me. In fact, it was about five cars. It was a, a stoplight, and I watched the car in front of me take a bunch of McDonald's trash do what I do in, in the middle of the street. <laughs> And threw wow. it out in the street like, like like it was a trash can And when I pulled my car over I looked in the lady's face Like I don't believe you did that And then she yeah. tried to give me Like this this murky smile Like well You know I had no choice I wanted to pick up that trash And throw it back, back in her face <laughs> Man I, I, I was so upset And I said Wow What kind of pig mentality Yeah Is that it, To throw your trash Right yeah. in the middle of the street You know what I, What I like about So much about the senior citizen A 93 old lady caught me on my job, she, she, she says, I've been working clean block, I've been doing, she took me way back to 1945 too, I'm like, whoa, but she says, I clean my block, I throw water on the step with bleach in it, I sweep, that's old school, the nation come out, my parents come out, clean the step, throw water, so nobody won't sit on there mm-hmm. with bleach in it, I ain't yeah. sitting on that step, you know. I remember those days. You, you know, but those days, it's, it's, it's going, you do it now, you wet their pants, they come back to shoot you now, because you got, because you, you cleaning your front, you know. Or to run to somebody has to rob them. But again, I'm, I'm reaching out to these contractors, these multi-millionaire corporations. Give these young kids a career, a trade, something they can fall back on. Again, like I said, the Italians have no problem with it. The Mexicans, you see what they did overthrow their government, they tied. Uh, the Puerto Ricans, they got a, a poppy store in every corner, or maybe about two or three of them. The Asian, they got stores. Now the Africans got Woodland Avenue block, blocked in. You know, so so... What about us as, as in the African American community? What are we doing for ourselves except blaming everybody else for their for our faults? You know. Uh, so I, I, it's, I guess it's time to wrap it up. My boss is giving me that, uh, that finger. You know, the wrap up finger. Listen, we're gonna go to Shuckle Ministry. Shuckle Ministries. This. Oh wait, what, what was it? Uh, the the place of decision. Well, I, that's what I was gonna say. Shuckle Ministry, the place of decision. Just the place of decision now, huh? <laughs> I, okay. Well, we're going to a place of decision, and. See what he just said, the place of decision. Y'all gotta make a decision to help these young men. I'll take it over to Dr. Revolution Pendleton. Place of decision. Oh yes, 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 yes. Here we go. Have had sickness. And I've had pain oh and my heart has been broken and yes my life has been strained but I tell you in spite of everything I've been through oh I still gotta say thank you God knows there've been times when I've been down. Oh, I've had my life turned, turned completely, completely around. Oh, but I wanna tell you, in spite of everything that I. Oh, I 
you Jesus I don't care what nobody else does God I will bless the Lord at all times Yes and your praise shall continually be in my mouth Yeah, 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 yeah This is your friend Pastor Ben here on the Primetime Power Show And I want to be able to kind of give you a few thoughts That will carry you again through the days to come And uh, I, I kind of was praying about what to what to share And I know I told uh, I told the, our engineer that I would talk about the end times And it's coming, <laughs> but not this time <laughs> So, so you know, so what I want to really kind of talk to us about tonight is the importance of recognizing God's faithfulness. It's so important today because what I'm beginning to see is a trend of hopelessness. They, they were doing statistics and they're saying that even though the millennials seem to be on the aggressive side and they, they seem to be inquisitive with knowledge and so forth, yet they have the highest suicide rate. Now that's amazing to me that you would find a group of young folk that can't handle life's pressures. And so what I'm finding is that those same folk are sitting in the church in need of encouragement. And so what, what, what does that mean to you and to me? It, it means that we need to find God's, we need to remember and recognize 
God's faithfulness in our own lives. And so I just want to read uh, a passage of scripture out of the book of Corinthians chapter 4 verse 1 and 2. And it goes like this. Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and as stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Now, now this is important because you if you put the parallel together, God expects us to be just like him. And so the Bible tells us that God is faithful. And so we need to come to the place in our walk with God that we recognize his faithfulness in our lives and that we be able to tag it so that we will have a trail of hope. Now, this is important because I really believe that even tonight, there's some folk out there at the point of despair. There's someone sitting in church who don't know what to do. There's someone who who has called upon the Lord, but they're still uh, in a state of depression. And, and I believe that it comes to a point where we've got to put the faithfulness of God in front of us to lead us and to guide us. So one, one of the most important qualities that you and I can exhibit in our lives it's faithfulness to God. And, and, and why is that? Because, first of all, God has a he has a predetermined course for us, a purpose and a mission for you and I to follow up on. And, and when you read Psalm 139, it reminds us that all the days ordained for you and me were written in his book before any of them came to be. And so I believe that there are things which God requires you and me to complete while we have time. But it requires faithfulness. And so the Bible reminds us that one day you and I will give account of ourselves to God for the things that we should have done, the, the life that we have lived and for the faithfulness that we have exhibited towards him. And, and so what, what is faithfulness? Faithfulness is, is a coming to a place where one can put their confidence in something else, being trustworthy, being dependable, being reliable. And I often think about the Apostle Paul. I, I believe that he exhibited that in his life. How many times he had a reason to give up along the trail. Could you imagine going to a city to share the gospel and they stone you? Could you imagine going to a place where you expect a positive turnout, but they stand there to contest you? But yet he would go back over and over again to proclaim the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he considered the suffering that he experienced to be a privilege. And so Paul was faithful. He, and, and, and so he tells us in this passage that it's required in stewards that one be found faithful. And so Paul modeled that in his life. He modeled it by what he was willing to endure for the sake of the gospel. Paul was willing to model that in, in his life for what he was willing to sacrifice in order to accomplish the things that God has called him to do. And so so the question that, that, that I would I would say is what what makes faithfulness so important? Why is it important that you and I learn to be faithful and that we exhibit faithfulness as a character trait in our lives as as men and women? And I believe, first of all, that faithfulness represents the very nature and character of God. If we go no further than this. God, as a matter of fact, Paul, Paul taught, tells us to follow, you know, him as he follows Christ. But we are to model our lives after God's faithfulness. And, and, and we're going to talk a little bit about how God has been faithful to you and me over the course of our life, whether we recognize it or not. God is consistent in his love towards you and I. One thing I'm finding out about God, when I say he's consistent, that means he's committed to us. He doesn't abandon us even when we abandon him. 
God doesn't give up on us when we are faithless. God doesn't give up on us even when we turn away from him. He doesn't abandon us. And so the Bible shows us that even with Israel says that he was married to the backslider. How many times over the course of Israel's history that they turn away from him, but he would turn them back to him, even bringing them out of exile again, making a promise to turn them around and make them a, a nation again. God is consistent in his devotion to you and I. He's he's deeply devo devoted to us. And and so, you know, what that means that means that that we're always a high priority when it comes to God. He always have our best interests at heart. And, and that's why the Bible reminds us that he has not dealt with us according to our sins. Psalm 103 says, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. Because the Bible tells us that that God is rich in kindness towards you and I. And this is this is important. God remains faithful in exhibiting all of these things towards you and I, that he shows us his loving kindness. He he shows us his mercy. God shows us how he's been loyal to us. And you know what? I was thinking um, in, in uh, uh, a while back of how growing up, how things just had a way of working out in our lives. You know, we grew up poor, but nobody ever complained because somehow things always seem to have worked out and, and and when i looked over the course of my life i i had to stop one day and look back and say wow god i have nothing but to be grateful because i can see the doors that he had opened up i could see how he his hand of protection was over me as i went to school in a gang-ridden community I, I could see how god always provided for our needs and and so i want to remind you today that you need to remember the faithfulness of God. And the Bible tells us in Psalm 103 to bless the Lord, O my soul. The psalmist David says, and bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And he tells us why. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And listen to this. And forget not all his benefits. Don't forget the, the attributes and the things that God does on our behalf. It says, who forgives all of your iniquities. Isn't that amazing? how God forgives us. And, and not only that, he heals all of our diseases. We say, well, well, how does God heal? Well, listen, how many times have we recovered from sickness without the doctor's help? How many times have we been down with the flu? Think about growing up in, 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 as a child. How many times have we had the mumps, the measles, and some of the stuff that has killed children today, but God has brought us through some of those childhood diseases? who redeems your life from destruction, right? How many times have we been in trouble because we made dumb decisions? Am I right about that? How many times have God showered us and rescued us from trouble? And it says, who crowns you with loving kindness in tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. And, and so these are just some of the ways that God has reminded us that he loves us, that he's been faithful. Look what else it says here. He will not always strive with us. He won't always contend and fight with us, nor will he keep his anger forever. Here's what I wanted you to get. He has not dealt with us according to our sins, nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy towards those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us as a father pities his children so the lord pities those who fear him listen at this y'all for he knows our frame and he remembers that we are dust now isn't that something now that's faithfulness 
that God would give you and I all of these benefits, not that we deserve it, but because he loves us. So that's one of the reasons why you and I ought to be faithful to God. The Bible says if we remain faithless or if we are faithless, he remains faithful. He cannot deny himself. That's Second Timothy 2, 13. So even in the, 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 the scheme of life, when we, when we don't measure up to what God expects, he still remains committed to you and to me. So, so we need to, to look at the big picture here and get a real good snapshot of how faithful God is. And our worship ought to be based on the fact that God loves us endlessly. He is faithful to us. And why am I saying all of this? Because even at the point of your need, God will not abandon you. At a point of the lowest point in your life, God is going to be there with you. Matter of fact, he said, I'll be with you in trouble. I'll deliver you and I listen and I'll satisfy you. And see, this is the good thing that I want you to remember is that even even at the, the worst part of our life, God promises to be with us. And the, and the scriptures keep revealing his loving kindness over and over and over again. And so whenever you get a chance, I want you to take um, a moment and turn over to Psalm 91, because when you get into Psalm 91, this this thing really breaks down. How important it is to recognize God's faithfulness. Um, I had it a moment ago, but I'll, I'll come back to it. And so remember, these are the things that you ought to focus on that reminds you of how much God loves you. And so when the devil throws in your face that God doesn't care, when you feel abandoned by all the others around you, know that God will never abandon you, that he he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. And you know what? God doesn't base his love based on what other people's opinions of you are, uh, their opinion is of you. God doesn't do that. But listen what the Bible does remind us of. The Bible says he who dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. Then I love this where it says, I will save the Lord. He's my refuge, my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler. And from the perilous pestilence. Now, I'm going to skip down for just a minute and go down to verse 11. This is Psalm 91 says, for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Now, isn't that something? Because he has set his love upon me, therefore, I will deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He will call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will honor. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. So I just gave you several reasons why we need to worship God because of his faithfulness and why we ought to turn our hearts to him and thank him for being faithful to us. So listen, I'm going to take a, a real quick break. And when I come back on the other side, I'm going to give you a few uh, more quick reasons why we need to focus on God's faithfulness and what that means to you and to me here on the Primetime Power Show. Too hard. I am the shepherd and I am the dog. 
And I am the Christ 
All right, listen, we're back here again on the Prime Don Power Show. And, and listen, we're talking about capturing God's faithfulness because it's going to be something that's needed in our lives. We've got to know that God is going to see you through. We've got to learn to have confidence in him. And, and I believe that's the only thing that will get us not only through hard times, but I believe it, it takes the faithfulness of God to get us through these end times. Now, I personally believe, <coughs> excuse me, that we're living in the last days and we're living in the days where evil has abounded. And if you look at the news media and if you look at the things around you, it'll cause your heart to fail you with fear. But I find out that even in the midst of that, God is still faithful. And so I want to end with just a couple things. We are required to be faithful in our devotion, our love, and our relationship to God. That, that, that's what God expects of you and I. In, in other words, there can be no higher priority in our lives because he must become the sole purpose for all that we are, all that we become, and all that we do in life. He has to be the core of, of, of our reason for living. And so this can only happen by way of our daily surrender to him. And to, to live a life of obedience. Now, now look what Israel was, re, was, was required. Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5 says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord, the Lord our God is one. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And then Paul turns around and says, in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is a good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen. That's what that means. And, and, and then here's the other thing that I believe is important in these last days. I believe that there's the Bible says that there's a, a great falling away from the from the church. Now, I believe that part of the falling away is because there are some who have never had their hearts sown by grace. I believe the church are full of those who have never truly been born again. But then I believe that the church is full of those who have not fully committed the parable of the sower. You, you read it for yourself and you'll see that the word of God falls on different levels of, of, of different conditions, heart conditions. And so not everyone exhibits the same level of faithfulness to God. And so we're required to be loyal in our our, our 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 tendency to worship our attentiveness to worship this is important that you and i should not neglect the fellowship of coming together in church amen we we are we are to be consistent in our drive to worship god because hebrews tells us that we should not neglect the fellowship of of coming together as the manner of some is right but that we should come together all the more as we see the evil day approaching and so we need to make sure that our church attendance to our attentiveness to worship and coming together as a collective body in Christ, that we don't neglect this. So I want to ask you, can God count on you to worship him when you come to church, regardless of who's there and what mentality they might bring? Can he count on you to be a true worshiper? And only you can answer that. And, and, and so can God count on you to do your part as a member of your church? Can he count on you to carry out the vision and mission that he has given you? And so remember that God has given us all that we need. Romans 12, 6 reminds us having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to you. 
let us use them amen so so make church a priority in your life in these days why because the church is the body of christ on earth and we represent the kingdom of god and we represent the king of kings as we worship him in a dark world it's so important that we be faithful to going to church amen go to church even when you don't feel good when i say don't feel good i mean sometimes you're just having a bad day don't let that stop you. Sometimes you might be frustrated. Sometimes you ever notice sometimes when you get ready to go to church, that's when you have a family argument or something. That's so frustrating. You got your mindset and then one of the kids do something crazy or you get in an argument coming and, and you feel like turning around and going back. And then when you come to church, you're sitting there sulking and you can't get yourself together. But you know what? Work beyond these things and keep God at the focal point and worship him. Finally, listen, we're to remain faithful and stand together through adversity. This is important. Just like God is faithful to you. He's loyal. He's committed to everything about you. Everything in your life. You and I must learn to be faithful. Throughout the adversities in life. In other words. Trouble is going to come our way. Small and great. And God expects us to stand. And weather the storm. Why? Because he's with us. And so life's going to be full of challenges. And changes. And yet we are expected to press through them as we remain faithful to God. Isn't it amazing? I keep talking about Job almost every week. You know why? Because I don't know if I can come up with anybody who was a just a, a, who was more faithful than Job. I talked about him last week. How in all of these things it says he never spoke a word, an evil word against the Lord. He never charged God foolishly. He never accused God of wrongdoing. He never asked God, why me? But he said in a humble way, though he slay me, yet will I trust him? I'll have to wait till my change come. And this was important because it tells me that this man understood what it meant to remain faithful and loyal through adversity. And he didn't know that the test was because he was the right man. He was a good man. Job had the right stuff, man. He was faithful and committed. And this test in his life proved what he was made of. And so when we learn to stand through adversity and trouble and hardship and distress and suffering and affliction and sorrow and heartbreak and heartache and wretchedness and tribulation and pain and trauma and emotional torture and mishap and accidents and the shock that comes through bad news and being upset whatever it is in your life whatever catastrophe or crisis whatever setback let's be faithful to god and i guarantee you he'll see you through and so why am i saying all this because god is faithful and he loves you and he's committed to you and the bible does remind us what manner of love the father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And I want you to remember this tonight. Somebody loves you. Somebody loves you deeply. Somebody loves you passionately. Somebody loves you endlessly. It is not only more than the nothing more than the creator of mankind and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for you and died and rose again that you might have a new life. And so remember tonight, somebody loves you. And so what? God is faithful. And what does that mean to us? That we have to be faithful to God. And if we do that, the best is yet to come. And you'll see that God will always see you through. Amen. So you heard it for yourself live tonight on the Primetime Power Show with your friend, Pastor Penn. I hope you have a good day, a good evening, a good hour. May your rest be full of peace. And when your eyes open to the dawning of a new day, 
I want you to remember that God is faithful and he abides faithful. We're going to close for a few remarks. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Derek May. I'm Paul Little Quick Moore. I'm Christina Williams. And I'm Pastor Pendleton. And you're listening to the Primetime Power Show live. Primetime. Primetime Power Show. Believable. It's fabulous. The Primetime Power Show is now available via podcast. Yes, you heard that right. We are on podcast, meaning that now we're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher. So if you've missed the show and you didn't catch us live or you just want to hear a show again, subscribe to the podcast, whatever platform you're on. Once again, that can be iTunes, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and more. And then every time we have a show available via podcast, you will be able to see the latest, greatest show that's available. So once again, the Primetime Powers show is now available on podcast. Subscribe today. The Primetime Power Show has advertising opportunities for your business or organization. We offer radio audio commercials, image text, and audio advertising on our website and on our social media pages. Live personality endorsements as well, much, much more. Learn more about our advertising options on our website at primetimepowershow.com slash advertise. Or you can email us a request for an advertising packet by sending it to advertise at primetimepowershow.com. Hey, be a part of the Primetime Power Show team and advertise with us. But what's your favorite show? Primetime Power Show. There's no better show than the Primetime Power Show, man. I listen to it almost every day, man. Yeah, it is. Are you looking for technology support that can assist you with your web, computer, and business needs? MakeWorks provides professional solutions that can help you with whatever need that you have. With a wealth of experience and technical know-how, rest assured that MakeWorks can deliver on fulfilling your requirements. Learn more about MakeWorks by going to their website at MakeWorks.com. MakeWorks is also available on social media such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as well. So give us a call today at 484-466-5460. Once again, that's 484-466-5460 if you would like to discuss service options or if you are ready to start today. MakeWorks, working for your success since 2000. Welcome back to the Primetime Power Show live on Primetime Power Radio. Thank you for being a part of show number 249. Guess what? Same time next Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we have reached a milestone. Show number 250 of the Primetime Power Show will debut on August 1st, 2019, Thursday night. As I mentioned, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Please mark your calendars. Tell your friends and family. We will appreciate that. So join us for show number 250 of the Primetime Power Show next Thursday night. Guess what? We have advertising sponsorship opportunities available right here on the Primetime Power Show. We have an advertising special package available for $75. Your audio commercial can play for four consecutive weeks on the live show. Two plays, one at the top of the show and one towards the end. For more information, go to our website, primetimepowershow.com. Click the advertise link. 
link and you will see the details of not only the advertising special, but we have our full advertising package available for you to take advantage of. Once again, if you're interested in joining the Primetime Power Show team via sponsorship and advertising, we will highly appreciate it. Go to the website, click advertise link, and you'll be able to get the details in relation to that. Podcast, previous shows of the Primetime Power Show is available on many platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many other platforms that support the podcast feature. Please subscribe to the podcast. You'll get a notification in relation to when the latest, greatest Primetime Power Show is available for you to listen to once again. Also, as well, you can go on our website, primetimepowershow.com, click the podcast link, and everything that's posted for the podcast is also available on the website as well. But definitely check out the podcast feature. Check out the Primetime Power Show. Please subscribe. That's the way you'll get notifications and information when new content is available for you to listen to. And for those that subscribe, we highly appreciate it. Keep it coming. Also, please feel free to share it with your friends and family as well. PSAs, public service announcements. So if you have a community-based event or program, you would like to relate to our audience, please do so. The way that you can submit the information to us is via email, psa at primetimepowershow.com. Please submit it by next Tuesday. We want the opportunity to review the content, also approve it, get back to you, and also get into the rotation. So if you have a public service announcement, please submit it to us via email, psa at primetimepowershow.com. We greatly appreciate that. Also, check out primetimepowershow.com, our official show website. Primetime Power Radio is featured on the site, 24-7, 365 radio available for your listening pleasure. We offer talk, inspirational music, and more. Also, you can learn more about our radio personalities, what's going on on the Primetime Power Show. And as I mentioned, you can have access to our content and as well. Also, click our social media badges, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please add, like, and follow us. Also, we would love to hear back from you. Give us your feedback, whether you do it on social media, or you can email us at feedback at primetimepowershow.com. We would appreciate that. Had some questions in relation to those that wanted to be a guest on the Primetime Power Show. The easiest way that you can get in touch with us, go to the Primetime Power Show website. Go to the Contact Us page. There is a form that you can fill out if you would like to be a show guest. Do us a favor. Fill out the form. Also, in the message, Add some details in relation to the topic area you want to discuss and definitely make sure all your contact information is included. We will get back to you and we'll have some dialogue and then we'll go from there as far as scheduling the time. So also, if you just want to email us, you can always email us at PPS, which stands for Primetime Power Show, at PrimetimePowerShow.com. So that's the way that you can get in touch with us. I think I covered everything for tonight. That's going to do it for us this evening. I'm Derek May. I'm Pastor Pendleton. Along with Paul Earthquake Moore, you've been listening to the Primetime Power Show streaming live on PrimetimePowerShow.com, PrimetimePowerRadio.com, and featured on the TuneIn Radio app station, Primetime Power Radio.